What if the machine tool builder that you were partnered with passionately pursued you for life? I would be super impressed, Jason, because I align my business with partners that do business the same way. And that mission statement resonates so deeply with me and the way I run Car Machine and Tool and it, that I would be super impressed. I agree. And it definitely resonates with me. That's how we handle Zengers as well. And you know who else does? Okuma. And they're going to be at IMTS in a couple couple days. At Booth? 33850 in the South Building. Right when you walk into that South Building, just do a little sharp right and they're right there. You cannot miss them. They're going to have 21 machine tools cutting metal on that conference floor. Welcome to Making Chips. We believe that manufacturing is challenging, but if you are connected to a community of leaders, you can elevate your skills, solve your problems, and grow your business. I'm in our DMDII studio in Goose Island, Chicago, with my good friend, my co-host for three and a half glorious years, Mr. Jason Zanger. How are you today? I'm doing great, buddy, but who are you? You didn't even say who you were. <laughs> That's okay. Do tell I us, need to? Tell us who you are. Do I need to? Of course you do. My name is Jim Carr. <laughs> anyway, are you ready? Definitely. It's an exciting time for manufacturers, for the show A, for the renaissance that is going on right now on our respective manufacturing companies. And it's awesome excitement going on. Yeah, it is. I mean, I'm just ready to IMTS to start. I keep seeing all the trucks coming in and we were told by some insiders that 5,000 trucks come through IMTS to deliver product for the show. I mean, that is just a, an amazing number of, of, you know, just can't even imagine that. That's a lot of steel. That's a lot of stuff. Yeah. So you got some manufacturing news, Mr. Zanger? The, the title of this article, it's on Industry Week, and it's called The Real State of American Manufacturing. And what it talks about is we're all experienced, well, I shouldn't say all of us because it, it's not 100%, but the majority of people in the manufacturing industry are really busy. They're growing. They're crazy busy. They're working a lot of hours. They're looking for people. They're having troubles just fueling their growth. But what this article also talks about is that there's, I guess, what you would say, a storm cloud on the horizon. There's an alarming future that needs to be addressed. And I thought that this was kind of an interesting article that our good friend Nick Ulner referred us to. So what's your thoughts about that whole notion of this incredible growth that we have going on and that storm coming ahead? I heard just the other day that this is the longest bull market that we've ever been in in our, our economy. Outside of manufacturing as a country, that is correct. Yes. Being the owner of a manufacturing company and precision machining, I have not seen things this good since the 2008. It's it's incredible. Yeah, they um, say this is the, the best times that we've been in since World War II. However, as we all know, there's always a recession looming. It's just when. It's always when. Why do we always have to be downers and talk well, about that? Well, because I think people need to be cognizant that eventually there's going to be a downfall and not to take on too much debt. Because at the end of the day, if that recession comes and reaches up and grabs you and you've got tons of debt, I know so many machine shops that went out of business in 2008, 2009, because they had taken on so much debt. They were so top heavy. They really didn't know what they were doing. Well, there, and there's so many things that 
are related to that whole notion of the downturn and the debt. Even like it, it impacts your succession planning because you could be taking on debt to bring the company to another generation. It, it impacts the machine tool technology that you invest in, going into different markets, hiring people. I mean, there's just so many things related to that whole notion of debt and if that downturn comes. I, I don't. It fall seems a little harsh, but I, you know, there's definitely a downturn that's going to that come soon. Is that what the soon. article says? It's going to be in the fall. No, I'm just oh. calling it a downfall. Oh, the downfall. Downfall seems much worse than what it could actually be. But we're, we're definitely going to take a downturn in the future. Well, I mean, I hope it gets better. I can't imagine that it would, but it's all really, really good stuff. And I think that people just remember to remain cognizant that the good times will not last forever. Well, it would be interesting if the rest of the country had a recession, but manufacturing didn't have the same impact as the rest of the country, which could actually happen. That is possible that manufacturing could maybe not decline, but just stay steady through that recession and the rest of the country feels it. And maybe that'll that'll cause people to say, you know what, maybe I should look to this industry for my future career. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, it's all about the data. Sometimes I get overwhelmed with data and metrics, but you know, one of our very good friends told me years ago, Jason, that the numbers don't lie. It's really all about having good metrics and good data to run your business successfully. I'm confident that this MT forecast can give me those resources to help me run my business just a little bit better than I did yesterday. So tell me something. I agree with you. It is all about the data. You need that information in order to make good decisions. Was it like that 20 years ago when you used to run the shop? Well, I wasn't running my shop 20 years ago, but I know my dad ran his shop on very little data. They just, quite frankly, didn't have the resources. Back then, it was all about the intuition. Absolutely. And now you better have the data to make good decisions. So MT Forecast is going to be October 10th through the 12th, downtown Indianapolis, Indiana, JW Marriott, early bird special before... September 17th, save you 125 bucks. Go to mtforecast.com and start collecting that valuable data now. We have a very special guest with us today. He is no novice to making chips. He's been on the show twice, one time with just him, which was episode 142 just recently. And then we also had a little bit of Mr. Peter Eelman in episode 63, which is like in the archives of making wow. chips when we talked about manage and mitigate ago. developing a crisis plan. And Peter made a very short appearance. So we have in the studio, Peter Eelman, who is VP of Exhibitions and Business Development at AMT, the Association for Manufacturing Technology. He has been with AMT for 22 years. So essentially, Peter's role is that he is the chief head honcho of IMTS. Is that is would that be a correct assessment? I, I think that works, chief head honcho. And you know, I you can you can find me on Twitter at Showboss Three. So I guess I'm the Showboss. <laughs> oh, is that, you is are that your Twitter Showboss at Showboss oh, okay. Three. Yeah. All right. Well, so that's as we mentioned before, AMT is bigger than just IMTS, although IMTS is the biggest thing that they do. And this is Peter's baby, and it's been his baby for quite a while, and he does a great job with it. So welcome to the show, Peter. Thank you, Jason. It's great to be here with the Jim Carr. Thank you. Since Thank I know you. that's oh, now your don't, brand. Please don't, so please don't feed uh, the monster. I love don't, it. Don't feed that, the monster. That's your brand. <laughs> that's my brand. Stick with your brand. I agree. 
But anyway, Peter, it's great to have you back again. It's always a good day when you show up because the conversation flows and you've always inspire us and equip us with good information. And today is no different. I would assume you've got lots of good stuff to report to Jason and I and the metalworking nation about IMTS, which is just now just a, a couple weeks away. By the time this is released, it'll be practically just a week away. But one thing that I think is so unique is they're using every single space in the entire McCormick place. Literally, this year. literally every square inch. I can't is believe be accounted it. For. It's unbelievable. You will be shocked when you walk through McCormick Place. We own the place now, and uh, this is, is it going to be great... renamed Eelman Place. Yeah, that, no, 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 no. IMTS. No? No? IMTS. Okay. I don't put my name on anything. We're a team at IMTS, and we're we're very excited about this year's show. And in fact, I'm over here meeting with you guys, playing hooky a little bit. Uh, I bet my it feels crew good. is all down at McCormick Place right now. Yeah, they're I've, sweating in your. You know... I've been there nonstop stop and I just sashayed out the door and said see you in a couple hours because uh, you single-handedly put together every booth don't you well you you know I don't have a union card though so I can't do everything you can't touch a thing no our our partners are are all putting things together and things are moving along swimmingly down at 23rd in the lake is there a strategy for like do they start in the south or start in the north or they just just open the doors and you say go Well, believe it or not, we already started about two weeks ago. We started by putting some truss work, things that hang in the ceiling, and that we get a little bit of a jump on that. Then this week, which is the week that leads into Labor Day, we started earlier this week by moving trucks in, and that started on midnight on Tuesday night. We call it the midnight run, and that's all the buildings. We target some trucks into all the buildings. We have crews throughout. They roll in at midnight. We start working crews around 4 a.m. And from then on, it's an ongoing targeted roll throughout the move-in. So this is actually day number three with tractor trailers moving into the show. And we're well up over about 1,500 or so that have rolled onto the floor, been emptied, and rolled out the door. And you said there's going to be 5,000. About 5,000 total. That is insane. 5,000 tractor trailers. (laughs) If you could think about that. A lot of movement, a lot of activity. And when you look to your point of, of all the halls, we've got eyes on everywhere. We have floor managers and zone managers throughout the four buildings and every floor because it's all happening simultaneously. Yeah, so you probably have to have layers of leadership for each hall, right? Yeah, for each building. We've got AMT, IMTS staffers who then supervise subcontractors that actually get out there and manage the zones, manage where the trucks goes. It's it's a uh, process that we have been working on perfecting for Ever and ever, really. And we've been working with partners from GES for the last, since 2002, actually. And each show, we get a little bit better at it, a little bit better at it. We get it all pre-targeted. So exhibitors know when to come down. They know to be prepared, to have their crews there. What does a little bit better mean? Does it mean just you're covering more square footage in a shorter amount of time and that's how you're doing a little bit better or is it less stressful or is it... Well, it's a little bit of everything, but I think the the biggest for us is that managing flow. Just think about 5,000 trucks in and out. That's a, that's a logistical flow that each time you say, okay, you know what? We discovered that there's a traffic jam if you do that at 18th. <laughs> so what you have to do then is flow yeah, the one truck to that. 18th, yeah. one truck this way. So each show we, we learn a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more until we're now 
to where we think we're we've got the the upper hand on it and it's played out this week we've not really worked a lot of extra hours we've been working just regular days and we're getting where we need to go wow that's amazing and, and you know just to think about the 150,000 people that come to IMTS and they really most of them probably don't even think about all those logistics that have gone into getting that show together. It's our goal that nobody knows about that. <laughs> That's the secret side of IMTS. If, the only way you know about the logistics is if something went wrong. Or we talk about it on making Or you chips. talk about it on making it. Or I give you the secrets, yeah. But by and large, logistics are just a part of, of making it happen. That's why we get... That's what we do at IMTS. We make sure that it's an easy transition so that when you come, you're not worried about the logistics. You're worried about the business. So talking about expansion, all this other kind of stuff, I don't know if this is the first year for it, but the brand Hanover Mesa, I keep seeing that everywhere. And I don't know if this is the first year for it, but that must be part of the expansion. Tell, tell me what exactly that is. All right. Hanover Mesa was one of the world's largest industrial shows. Mesa means fair in German. So it's the Hanover Fair. The Hanover Fair was a, a post-war industrial show, became very, very large, well-known around the world. They morphed into a, a company that we have been partners with actually for several years, but they've been very, very careful about licensing out the name Hanover Mesa. It's kind of like us. If we were to work with another show, yeah, we wouldn't necessarily IMTS say IMTS. Right. Well, they are now confident enough in our partnership that they are allowing their name to be a part of it. And they actually have about 100,000 square feet in the East Building of what our Hanover Fair style exhibitors. And these would be... What is a Hanover Fair style a Hanover of exhibitors? Fair it, style it's the same thing, except is, you get bratwurst and yeah, pretzels that's and a great sauerkraut like that. with yeah. Carolyn You know, seeds. if that were the case, I'd be over there more often. But no, what it what it is, is it's, you know it's a brand expansion of IMTS. And these are too. These are pavilions, in addition to the IMTS pavilions, that represent more parts of manufacturing, more extended manufacturing. In fact, they have a, a pavilion this show that that features digital factory. So is it like machine tool brands and other products that normally would only be exhibiting in the European market and now they're bringing them to the United States? Well, actually, it's it's brand extension. It's not machine tools. It's going into automation and different areas of manufacturing that kind of expand IMTS's scope. And that's why they're great partners. Yeah, one of the things that I kind of heard this little saying from a friend of ours, and, and he was talking about how the, the Germans would say that they're actually lazier than us, <laughs> and they like to work less hours, so they try to automate everything as much as possible so they ha don't have to work as hard. Now, automation and digital solutions is kind of the underlying theme all over IMTS. And, right. and well, in the Hanover happening. Affairs area, the Hanover Mess area, it's central to what they're exhibiting. We're starting out down this path already, Peter, and everyone's talking automation and innovation. And based on what I'm hearing as a preview to IMTS 2018, I'm hearing there's going to be a lot of that. What do you see the trends in the technology being exhibited? What, When you're there today, what did you see a lot of that was significantly different from past shows? You're going to see a keyword, and the keyword is connected. Connected factory, connected manufacturing, digital transformation. Those are the buzzwords that really represent a different approach to manufacturing. From start, from plan to production, it is now a connected 
activity. It's no longer, okay, you engineer something and then try to find somebody to make it. You, you have to be connected throughout the process. It allows you to manage the design phase better. It allows you to manage the production phase better. And even out the door, it is stem to stern, top to bottom, whatever euphemism you want to use. Manufacturing is becoming connected and monitorable. Is that like the what, what Jim and I have always been talking about, the digitization of yes. machining? Is that how you would... You're right on it. it. You're okay. talking about well, it. Well, I, I think it... It's all part that's of That's one thing. That's one aspect right. yeah. of... Connected is more connect- broad, probably. Yes, because there's a lot of different ways that we can connect our manufacturing companies. Yes, digitization is coming very quickly. We're collecting that data from our machine tools and using that data to be more efficient in the way we machine parts. And I'm not digitized yet. Well, so but you're I trying to do it with your new ERP system and everything that like is that. One so way that's one connect. aspect. Yeah. We're connecting our entire team at Car Machine and Tool is constantly feeding data into the ERP system and sharing it among all the team members. It's awesome. And I, I get it. But I think it's been long overdue, and manufacturing sometimes is a little late to the table. But I'm really glad to see that we're finally there, and we're, we're sitting at the head right now. Well, you know what I Be- think it, t- it takes, Jim? It takes manufacturers themselves, I've, I've said this a bunch of times, they're so concerned with on-time delivery, quality parts. And I think what it's taken, it's taken people who are outside of the manufacturing industry to say, this is a great industry and we need to start creating technology for this industry because they have a lot in common with us. They're, they're hard workers. We, you know, it's a big part of our economy and we need to put products forth that manufacturers can use. And we're going to see a lot of those at IMTS. I'll give you a prime example in the emerging technology center. You're going to see a participant in IMTS that's never been there before Cisco. Oh, we know. Cisco is Cisco is is a major part of our emerging technology center to show the digital backbone that factories really need. And that's a great example. Yeah, I mean, Cisco manufacturing was probably not on their radar ten years ago. It was all about e-commerce, but now they're looking at manufacturing. It's a great example. I heard that this connection or this technology in manufacturing is actually outpacing manufacturing itself in our industry. I think that's very true. So that's what I'm hearing. It's it's ramping up so quickly. You, you can't that, even adopt it. You're trying to get parts out. <laughs> right. And I mean, believe me, it's a tough balance. Yeah. I think you'll see the focus of a lot of companies at IMTS and our Emerging Technology Center in the direction of how do you do this? This is important. I think we all agree it's coming. It's coming so fast. But how do we actually do it? And that's how one of the great things about IMTS. How does our operation yeah. do it? Yeah. You can get hands-on and actually see and feel and touch and, and do all the kind of stuff that you need to do with that technology firsthand. And spend the rest of your time getting those parts out and preparing yourself for IMTS. Right. So, Peter, we talked about in the manufacturing news how strong the economy is right now. How does that impact IMTS? I mean, if you think back to when we had a recession and when you were going into IMTS, what was the feeling back then during that recessionary period versus the feeling right now going into IMTS? Well, I'll tell you a little story. I've been in this industry for almost 40 years. So I've seen the ups, downs, the ups and downs, the ups and downs. Well, in most recently, in 2008, when things really started to go down, 
believe it or not, I'm a very lucky person. That was the first day of IMTS move out from 2008 was the news breaking about Shearson Lehman and things on oh, the market. Okay. That was the first day of move out. So we were, were lucky in that it didn't happen right before the show. It didn't have an immediate effect. It didn't have an immediate effect. But in 2010, Ooh. we were coming off of a, a gruesome time. Oh, what awful. was difficult for companies was to show a lot of technology. So what happened was we didn't really shrink a lot. We didn't really see a real downturn, if you will, in IMTS. IMTS itself didn't. Itself, yeah. we didn't. However, we saw less product on the floor. So you're saying the attendees were there looking at everything. They just weren't buying. They just weren't buying, and they just and they weren't seeing as much. So Companies of, couldn't afford yeah. to bring 10 machines. They brought six, or they brought four. So what you really see now is not only is the show stuffed to the gills, the booths <laughs> are stuffed to the gills, because- all this technology, all this rapid advance has to be delivered. And that is the difference. When you're at a show that is not delivering a whole lot because the economy is slow and people are struggling, you're looking at technology. You're looking at where can I go in the future? Not necessarily, we got to implement this now. I think you're going to see a lot more at this show of we're going to implement this now. Well, this is today. And how you, soon can I get it? How soon? Can well, I and, get and speaking it? of how soon can you get it? A lot of these, I'm, and I'm just thinking of the large machine tool builders. They sell those machines that are on the shop oh, floor. I bet every single machine tool on that that's going in at McCormick Place is sold already. Right. So they know if they bring with your, you know, your example of bringing ten machines instead of four machines or six machines, they probably only bought four or six because they knew they weren't going to really sell those. They didn't want to have to bring them back to the factory. Now, if they put out ten, they're going to sell those ten machines. There's not a lot of machinery that leaves IMTS back to the source that it came from. It goes to customers generally, and that's a big part of IMTS as well. There's sales. There actually are sales on the floor. I don't think that's the biggest intention, um, but it's it a byproduct. Far from it. IMTS tries to stay true to its original roots. You know, we're we're not quite a hundred years old, but we're almost a hundred years old. And the first concept was a science fair. A machine tool science fair. That was the concept. It's not a marketplace. It's a place to learn and implement into your business. And that's a good segue to my next question, Peter. We're all there. We're all learning. We're all getting all this great stuff. But we want to have a little fun, too. So what kind of fun can we have at IMTS in Chicago in mid-September for 2018. I love eye candy. You know, we've, we've built 3D printed cars. We've built 3D printed houses. You're going to see a new small commercial aircraft that we just rolled in. Uh, you're going to see some implementation of technology that just a couple years ago was way out there. For example, you'll be able to shuttle between the East Building and the North Building. No kidding. On an Ollie shuttle. No kidding. Awesome. No driver. Artificial intelligent, you hop on, it'll take you across. If somebody steps in the way, it'll stop. It's totally Oh, it's probably so co-branded too, right? Yeah, it's a part of IMTS Local Motors is our partner on that oh, one. They're going to be, gonna be yeah, on gonna the be main on. stage with us. Yes, they on are. Jay Rogers on yep. Tuesday. Yep, Jay and crew are, are down at McCormick Place this weekend doing some walkthroughs on the Ollie shuttle bus. Yeah, so so that, goes come... from, that goes from what was, hey, here's a future technology to... Oh, by, oh, by the way, we're just using it to move you from building to building. That's it's really cool. real now. It's real. It's real. You're also going to see that we're going to do some things with Oak Ridge National Laboratories as far as 3D printing goes. We'll be able to come in in the morning, give them some ideas for a part, and they'll make it that day. So lots of things to keep you engaged, keep you interested. 
I think the best way to discover the new, the fun, the exciting is to, in addition to your scheduled visit of IMTS, where you're meeting the people you want to meet and you're seeing the things you want to see, is schedule a little private time to just go wander around and discover, bump into a few things. I, I look forward to I, that. That's what one of the things that I love to do as well. I love to yeah. just look around, look at things that I don't understand and ask questions and try to figure it out. So, Peter, back in April, when you were here in our studio and we were setting the stage for IMTS, creating a buzz. You were estimating about 120,000 attendees. Now with just a week or so away from the show, is that number still relevant? Right on track. See, all right. right. Yep, That's a lot of people. Yep, that's a lot of people. We're right on track with registration as of this week, and we track every Monday because the show opens on a Monday and you know you could be like a stock market person and just watch it every hour and it drives you crazy. So I passed a rule in our department we only look at registration on Mondays. Oh, is that right? And then the rest of the week we don't know because it will drive you crazy saying, "Oh god, we're ahead. Oh god, we're behind." Do you do you see a boom in the attendance because of the manufacturing industry being strong or is it or it sounds like it's maybe just the same people going in previous years are coming this year. People aren't at They're not saying, we well, have last to re- year used to be three, now we're going to take five. No, there's every show. Here's the stat that always knocks people over. Every show we have 50% of new audience. Oh, okay. so I would never. No I would never. I, I, would, I would never imagine that No either. one That's believes crazy. that. We, but every show, about 50% of the audience is new. Huh. Uh, we ha- That's why we spend so much on marketing. That's how we have to rebuild our brand every two years because we have a new audience, whether it's folks that are new in their jobs. Where are they coming from? This is re- this it's is not, really a great data point. I'm yeah. glad you brought that up. Yeah. Because yeah. 50% of that audience is fresh to the show. Yeah, fresh. They did not attend the previous show. Once in a while, it, it's hard to measure. Some of them may have attended years ago in the past, but it's not 2016 attendees coming back in 2018, it's about 50% of that. And then there's 50% of that that is either they were from the past, most likely it's their first time ever. Wow. And what about rooms? When we had talked, you said 57,000 hotel room nights had been booked. That's right. That was an April. That's in April. Right now we're at 93,000. Wow. We are virtually sold out in the city, especially in early part of the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. That's going to be the strong uh, that's ones. The, that's the, the heavy. There's still a little bit available. Right now, I'd say if you are thinking of coming and you are struggling with a hotel room, come later in the week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Exhibitors are still here. It's just as well. So Peter, one of the things that we really like about you is just like Jim and I, you like to go out to eat. You like restaurants, you like food. What do you think about the restaurant scene and where should people go and what should they look for? We certainly have a lot of fun with restaurants. We filmed some episodes on IMTS TV to promote folks. And you even invited Jim and, and we I invited to Jim. In fact, last night I dined at Tanta. Oh, you did, did you really? Uh, which is, if you want to check it out 13. on IMTS.com, you've got the crew here at Tanta Restaurant, Peruvian, interesting cuisine. Make a reservation there. The you place gotta, is great. You have to. It's terrific. We fill up the steakhouses. That's what Chicago's known for. They really are. That's what our industry's known for. Every major steakhouse in Chicago is probably filling up with reservations right now, including Benny's. But, you know, get to town. You make your reservation. Look at our site. We have a link on there to go onto the Chicago, Choose Chicago microsite, which will help you get 
restaurant and, and you know i just have to city. say chicago is so much more than steakhouses though i mean i gotta i have to disagree with you a little i know you like steak i like steak too i know jim does but like there's just so much more than just steak the food scene in chicago is just second to none you just pick a topic you want to talk ethnic food you want to talk unique food you want to talk restaurants with a view chicago has it all and we've got several on that imts.com site my crew went the other night to a restaurant on the river called river roast oh yeah and I they had a great time great evening there and a great variety of food i interviewed jason lisnevich from choose chicago on episode 154 and if you want to go to that go to makingchips.com forward slash 154 there's a lot of good information about the city and all the activities that are going to be going on in chicago during imts week it's So, Jim, you know I'm a tooling guy. So You I, are a tool. I, I know. You're a real tool, too. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Yeah, I appreciate that. No, no. But I, you know, my company, we sell cutting tools and tooling to metalworking clients, and we're always looking for innovative products to help them to increase their productivity it's, or cut their costs. It's the name of the game. It's huge. It's huge. I mean, if, if you're giving me a tool that's going to increase my efficiency and productivity, I am smiling from ear to ear. Yeah, because you're going to make more money. Abs- well, I hope. That's you the hope. objective. That's, that's my goal. So IMTS actually had an award for innovative products for IMTS 2018. So they held a contest. People submitted applications. And I want to talk about the winner. Who is it? The first place winner is Sanvik Coromont, of course. No And kidding. they won the award for their Silent Tools Plus, which is, I think you're going to think it's really cool. Yeah, well, tell me about it. So it, it's basically, it goes to the digitization of manufacturing. You know, it's all about the digitization and the Silent Tools Plus is definitely a part of it. So why don't we call our friend, yeah, Jeff Yeah, I've got Rizzi. his number right here. Jeff is a great friend of making chips. Let me just give him a call right now. Yeah, why now. don't you talk to him and, and you can get the lowdown yeah, on this because, new Silent Tools Plus. I mean, Plus. I've got an application in my shop right now that I think I could probably use this new Yeah, technology. you're a pretty boring guy. So, I am. you know, you could, I'm pretty you could, boring. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was cute, Jason. All right, let me give him a call. I got it right here. Hello? Hello, Jeff. Jim from Making Chips. How are you? Hey, Jim. I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. We're getting really excited for IMTS, and business is just like really booming, and we're super excited. But Jason and I were just talking, and he told me that Sanvik Coromont has just won the IMTS Innovative Product Award, their gold award, for a new tooling called the Sanvik Coromont Silent Tools Plus. Congratulations, man. That's awesome. Oh, th- thanks a lot, Jim. Yeah, we're, we're really excited about it ourselves. Uh, you know, something we've been working on and getting out into the field for a while, so we're really excited for the recognition. Thanks a lot. Oh, you're welcome. Tell me a little bit about it and how it can help us at Car Machine and Tool be better machinists. Well, basically, this is an innovation that was based on an existing platform. And your timing is actually perfect because I happen to be here with Neil Munson. We're doing some strategy work on this. And Neil's actually the product specialist for cool. our Silent Tools program. So Hi, Neil. It's perfect timing. Neil's, Neil's yes, hello. Neil. Hi, Neil. Nice to e-meet you or, or hear you. In the, yes, I'll, yes. Sure, I'll meet you <laughs> at IMTS. But nice it's, to e-meet you. I look forward to that, yes. So tell me a little bit about the product. Yeah, so I'll go into a little bit of what Silent Tools is, and then I'll let Jeff take over here as we talk about really what the next step of Silent Tools is, which is the Silent Tools Plus innovation. But Silent Tools, for those for yourself or maybe those that aren't familiar with it, these are damped tools. 
So when you get into long overhang machining situations, especially in things like this in turning in, in making long bores, I'm talking about long overhang situations, generally in excess of five times D or so, like okay. the diameter ratio. Sure. When we get into these long overhang situations, we want to have something to compensate for vibrations that are generally inherent in the process in those situations. So what we do is we have a tuned mass damper inside the tools, and that counteracts the vibration forces that would otherwise be present. So this technology has been around for about 50 years or so, and now we're looking into the next step here, which, as I mentioned, is this Silent Tools Plus technology. So tell me about the plus side. Because, you know, there's so many times that we're, I'm in a shop. I can be sitting at my office desk and I can hear the horizontal machining center, you know, taking a cut and I can hear it chatter. I'm like, to myself, I'm like, they need to lower the RPM and crank up the feed rate. You know what I mean? So instead of me sending a text to the guy running the machine, how can Sandra Coromont help me make this a little bit easier? Yeah, Jim. So the so the plus version of the, of Silent Tools, what we've done is we've enhanced it and we've, we've embedded some sensors into, into the actual boring bar itself. And we, we also have put Bluetooth pickup so we can actually, we can actually access the sensor data remotely outside of the machine. So we can actually see what's happening with the machining operation, right? The, you know, any vibration, any uh, temperature of the actual dampening system itself, things like that remotely while you're machining. So your Very operators cool. now can have insight what's going on with that tool while it's inside the machine. So they don't have to stick their heads in there and you wow. don't have to listen, you know, do all the listening. Exactly. Right, because if you're machining a big part that's maybe 20 inches in diameter and you're making chips and the coolant's flying and everything else, you really have no idea. You can't see anything and you have no idea what's happening inside that deep bore. So that is really cool. So is it, is it an app for your phone and the Bluetooth technology is transmitted to your phone or is it to a tablet or what? Yeah, so the standard configuration we have right now, it's to a tablet, but it is an app-based solution. So technically, you can put this app on a number of things. Actually, at IMTS, we'll actually have a demonstration of it where it's integrated into a machine control. So awesome. it's basically the app is connected right to a machine control. Cool. So what it does is it tells you that they're starting to create some chatter in that bore way down at the bottom, and then the machinist, the operator has the option at that time based on the insight that he's getting from the cutting condition to increase the speed, lower the feed or, or whatever, or the RPM. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Change, change cutting data, right, on the fly right. to kind of get back into the zone that it's designed to cut in. So it's proactive rather than reactive machining. Yeah, I guess you would say to some extent it's providing you predictive information, right, about what's actually happening. So you don't have to necessarily have your ear inside the machine, right, or your right. hand on the machine to feel the vibration. It's going to do it for you. Sounds really, really exciting, and congratulations. Jason's calling me over, so I'm going to have to let you guys go. But I'm really looking forward to seeing this on the floor of IMTS in September, and I'm going to have my entire team at CAR there, so we will definitely stop by and learn a little bit more about this new innovation from Santa Corner. Yeah, absolutely. We look forward to having you over. You know, We'll have it in our booth, and then we'll have it on several machines and out in the machine hall. So certainly come see us, and uh, we'll be glad to show it to you. Sounds great. Hey, guys, have a good day, and thanks for taking my call, Jeff. And, Neil, it was nice to talk to you as well. Great. Thanks, Jim. Thank Bye, you. Guys.
So Peter, it's really been a pleasure partnering up with IMTS. Making chips and IMTS, there's really just a great relationship there. And speaking of that, Jim and I, we really need to plug that we're going to be at the main stage on the Grand Concourse, which is located exactly where, Peter? It's in between the South and the North building. It's called the Grand Concourse. I know it's there because I was building it yesterday. We, uh, we've got it put together. We were running some loops to see the Make backdrop. Make sure all the nails go So in, everything right, is put there. We've got the center concourse being put together. So, so yes, main stage in between North and South building, making chips every day. So yeah, I'm super stoked to be on that main stage every day, 12 noon, be there. I I know there's going to be a lot of people that are looking forward to it. You can go to imts.com to find out exactly all about making chips, or you can go to makingchips.com forward slash imts, and there'll be the full lineup of all of the panelists that we'll be interviewing all week. Jason, who's on the lineup for Monday? So on Monday, we're going to talk about one of the hottest topics in manufacturing, which is how to educate and onboard the next generation of manufacturing leaders. So Big, we're going to have our friend topic. Tony Neary, Greg Jones, and Jess. Gaducci, who was on episode 100 of Making Chips. And what about Tuesday, Jim? Tuesday is going to be horizontal manufacturing. What is on the manufacturing horizon? I want to know what people are thinking about We're going to talk to the profits couple years. of manufacturing. Right. Lonnie Love, Jay Rogers. From Local Motors. Adrian Allen and Wednesday is going to be a big one. I'm going to I'm going to love that one. Yeah, it's going to be social media marketing for manufacturers. That's going to be a fun day. And Thursday we're going to talk about four hot topics to help you sleep better at nighttime. So we're going to have, we have? the CEOs of several great manufacturing companies, some of them here locally and some of them coming all the way from the West Coast. So we're going to have Barry Walter, Dietmar Golner, Craig Zoberis, who's been on Making Chips before, is one of our most popular shows, and Teresa Beach-Shilo. And then Friday, what do we got, Jim? Love this one. It's manufacturing perspectives. How does a machine tool manufacturer, a tooling manufacturer, and a CAD CAM company work together to elevate a manufacturing business. We're going to have Jim King, the CEO of Okuma. We're going to have Andrew Benson, the CMO and general manager of ISCAR. And we're going to have Megan West, the president of Mastercam, oh, that sitting like a good on one. the stage. I know. I'm already crafting my questions. And they're going to talk now. about how do we make your business better. I know. I hope they've got some great answers for me because I'm always looking for good answers. And share with us. Our Saturday and Saturday, round we're going to bring Peter back, and we're going to just me? wrap yeah, it up. Yeah, you, Peter. Ooh, you, yeah, exactly. And we're not even going to you know, prepare for that one. We're just going to talk about all the great things that happened that week. Retrospective. Yes. It's going to be a fantastic week. It's going to be a, a little bit out of our comfort zone doing a live show every day, but we've been there before. I'm confident in our abilities, and man, I can't wait it's to gonna see be fun. Just those smiling faces. There's going to be a lot of great knowledge coming out there for you manufacturing leaders, so come and see us noon every day. Grand Concourse main stage. Bam. Thanks for listening to the Making Chips podcast. Jim and Jason knew that the metalworking nation, the community of world-class makers, needed to commit to a new way of leading to stay ahead of the competition. So, Making Chips was created to fill that void, to give you advice from other manufacturing leaders who can push you to take action. Your manufacturing challenges have a solution. And many of them are at makingchips.com. All right, let me give him a call. I got it right here. Ring, 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 ring.